Good evening, Nerd Clan. This is the third time for me trying to record this as my children have yet to sleep or fall asleep. And they've interrupted me two times so far. So please, please, please get ready for a third. <laughs> and more than likely, I'll have to restart this and do it a fourth time. Anyway, good evening. Welcome to Blake's Book Club. Today we're talking Midnight Sun, Chapter 19, Home. A good chapter. A nice little chapter, a natural follow-up to what occurred uh, in the previous chapters. It's a, it's the uh, next evolution and the next step in Bella and Edward's relationship. One that um, gives us a, a, a good sense of community and warmth and love, uh, caring and concern, especially from... Uh, Esme and Carlisle, uh, one of compassion. Um, and there are a couple of things here that happen in this chapter that I don't think are coincidence. First, uh, that being Carlisle mentioning to Edward uh, that there are visitors coming uh, to uh, their area, uh, visitors that, who are naturally vampires who are different than the Cullens in their in their hunting habits. So I find this interesting um, because this is the first moment that we have a sense of comfort and uh, a sense of belonging for Bella this entire time she has been in Forks. She has felt uh, relatively alone, uh, an outsider, uh, even with her dad, uh, even as she looks at her surroundings, she feels like an outsider. But when she comes here, there's a sense of belonging. It's, it feels right for Bella. Now, that may be enhanced by Jasper, but still, there's a sense of there's a sense of reality for Bella that I don't think that she's experienced uh, yet. Uh, and you could argue that she's experienced it with Edward, though... That's slightly different because her relationship with Edward is a relative secret. It is relatively new. It is something that over the past couple of chapters have fi has finally calcified. She's still uneasy and a little awkward, and there are moments of that in this chapter here too. But I guess what I'm getting at is she finally feels home. She finally feels some sort of uh, belonging and it's not a coincidence that once that belonging is established uh, for all the characters that are involved, that there are these visitors who are up, who are here to upset that belonging. Um, it, to me, is writing 101. It's, it's uh, an effective tactic that takes <clears throat> what, what is essentially um, a wholehearted, uh, clean scene, something that is meant to uh, be warm-hearted and wholehearted uh, and it adds a little bit of tension not a ton not where you're like what's going to happen but there's just a small sense of yes something is coming and we've already had these interactions or two interactions with other vampires this is the third interaction with a vampire uh, that is coming to visit or uh, one that has interacted with edward uh, and in this three beat, we know what's coming. We know that 
our luck is about to run out. It's not necessarily because of Twilight, though that does help. It is because that is just writing. That is something that comes <clears throat> as a, a natural progression for writing styles. You have a, a, a three-beat of um, expectations. So normally, uh, a famous example of this uh, is Game of Thrones. Uh, where if you guys are Game of Thrones fans, uh, Rickon is um, being chased by um, Ramsey Bolton. And, well, not chased, but he is being hunted down by Ramsey Bolton. And Ramsey says, okay, go run to your brother. Go run to Jon Snow. And Rickon starts running. The problem is <laughs> Ramsey has, uh, has a bow and arrow. And he says, okay, if you make it, you make it. If you don't, you don't. Rickon starts running. Ramsey shoots a bow and shoots his bow. Uh, the first one misses. And then he takes his time, reassesses, shoots a second, and overshoots a little bit, missing yet again. The third one we expect uh, to come. And normally the third one in the three beat actually fulfills his purpose. And... Um, kills his, kills Rickon, but in this particular case uh, in Game of Thrones, it doesn't. It misses again, and you think, wow, Rickon is going to be safe, because you know even even your subconscious brain knows the, the formula of a three-beat. Of course, for Game of Thrones, they like to upend those normal tropes. They like to uh, play with you, so as soon, right before uh, Jon Snow goes to pick up Rickon, uh, the three beat has been completed, but right before he, he goes to pick Rickon up, a fourth arrow comes and plunges into Rickon's chest, uh, into his back, through his chest, and thus killing Rickon. So what I'm getting at here is this. Stephanie Meyer uses this three beat uh, to accentuate the fact that your subconscious brain, your reader brain, or your television brain, or your movie brain knows the structure of a three beat. And it's a widely used structure. Uh, even sentences, how they're written sometimes when you're using descriptors, are done in threes. So it is not a coincidence that Stephanie Meyer uses this introduction as a way uh, to enhance the comfort and warmth and love, uh, a sense of trust um, in this family. Carlisle is immediately telling Edward. Edward immediately tells Bella. And... There we have our trust that is set up between this family, but it still happens to be in a sense that there's danger coming. 